What brings you down then? I'm studying London College of Fashion. The room is on the top floor. It's perfect. I love it. If I could live any place in any time, I'd live here in London in the 60s. My dreams. There was a girl. And you are? Sandy. I got this kind of gift. I can see people, places, things others can't. This is the closest most people ever get to their dreams. They're not just dreams. Jack, I don't want to do this. You think you can just walk away? It really happened. <laughs> what did you see? Even ghosts. I want to report a murder. You witnessed the murder last night, but you believe this was a vision from the past. The guy that killed her is still out there. I have to stop him. Where are you going? I know what you did. I've done a lot of things. You're gonna have to be more specific, love. You can't save me. Welcome back to the Cinematic World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have a special review here for you. We are going to be talking about Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Before we get into the review, I am joined by some special guests from the Cinemania World team. We have, from the Box Office Beatdown Show and Chili Boy Productions, Larry Chilson Jr. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How, you How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, uh, nice to hear from you, my friend. We do talk we... box office with this. It's about to be a sad recording. Oh, we are. We are. At some sad. point. But I'm week. excited to be happy talking on the review itself. So, <laughs> um, all right, and we are also joined from Geekly Goods and the Cinemania World team. Leo, hello. Hey, hey, guys. Good to be on another review. It's been a little while, so glad to be back talking one of the best movies of the year. I can't wait. Ah, easy, easy, easy. Anyway. We're going to get into our review of Last Night in Soho. I know it's Monday, everyone, but listen, this weekend was a little crowded on my end. Halloween weekend, this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I saw the movie, when did I see it? I actually saw it twice. I saw it with some friends, and then I saw it Thursday, and I wanted to see it again because I just did not know how I felt about it. So I think seeing seeing it another time was definitely a lot better, but... Um, we're going to get into the review. Before we get into our review, I'll give a bio 
from IMDb. And the bio is as follows. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be. And the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. It was directed by Edgar Wright. And it stars Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy. So... I will go to you guys. I'll start with you, Larry. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I actually really enjoyed the film overall. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think that the acting performances were all fantastic. Anya Taylor-Joy just has this really magnetic presence about her pretty much in every film she's in. And it was on full display here. She was the perfect choice for the character because you just can't take your eyes off of her. Uh, McK- uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, this is probably the most range she has ever been given in a film. I feel like her characters are usually a little bit more muted in delivery. And it was really fun to see her get to just express this full range. And I thought she was fantastic. Diana Rigg amazing uh r.i.p to the late legendary diana rig but what a wonderful final performance for her and i totally forgot she passed oh yeah shit. so was that this year that was earlier this year right a couple of what was that a couple months it ago was, yeah it was i think it was earlier late this year last year or early this year yes oh um, okay okay totally but this was that. her final film yeah. and it was a great final performance for her it was a great material from edgar wright to give her Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really liked this concept of, you know, like kind of time travel ish psychic dream <laughs> connection mm-hmm. that's going on here. I thought it was a really cool concept and Edgar Wright really paid a nice homage to the 1960s. And once again, I mean, we had it with Malignant. We have this very specific style of horror that works. As always, Edgar Wright, you know if you're going into one of his films, you're going to get a fire soundtrack. And he does not disappoint yet again with Last Night in Soho. This soundtrack is so dang good. Uh, and I loved his editing style. I, I really enjoyed the film overall. All right, let's go to you, Leo. What did you think? I mean, pretty much agreeing with everything that Larry said. I loved the performances. <laughs> Big fan of Anya Taylor-Joy. She was the best part of the New Mutants. She was great in Queen Queen's Gambit. She's been great in everything she's in, and this is no different. She really brings, like you were saying, Larry, just a very magnetic presence to the movie. And I just, I actually had just watched Baby Driver for the first time before going to see Last Night in Soho the first time. Mm-hmm. I've seen it twice now. But wow, Edgar Wright is just a master with music. Like, seriously, this guy is the dude that's in the record store fishing through records of different time eras and different genres and finding Mm. the best tracks on the album, putting them in his movies. And a lot of his movies kind of center around music, too, like Baby Driver and Mm -hmm. Scott Pilgrim. They all center around music. So this movie as well with the soundtracks. And this is no different. And it has really nice pacing. The editing style is incredible with these crazy dissolves. There's like one where Thomas and McKenzie like pulls up the covers and then it transitions into the next day. It's this really cool, like these really cool transitions that he works with Mm -hmm. in the editing. And honestly, those twists... 
I guessed one, but I didn't see a lot coming. There's a lot of twists and turns that they just really throw at you in this movie and th- mm-hmm. throw you a lot of curveballs that make you not see what's going on in the end. But this is just, it's incredible. I mean, the cinematography too, just to comment mm-hmm. on that is absolutely gorgeous. The shots and shot selection remind me of Psycho and some of the other thrillers of the 60s era. And I love how he also imbued the fashion and and the feel of the 60s in those dream sequences. Just a great film overall. Like I, I've seen it twice now and the second watch was a little bit better. You kind of got what was going on a little bit more. Yeah, I think I like the second watch a lot better too. Oh. Um, because I was I was trying to figure out how I felt when I left the movie. <clears throat> I didn't like downright hated it. Like I literally went on Letterbox and I put two and a half stars, like Oof. right down in the middle, out of five. <clears throat> two and a half stars Ooh. out of five, just because I was so split on the movie. And um, if you go on Twitter, there's a trend that people are saying that they love the first half and then they absolutely hated the second half. And um, I think I would put that the other way around. I really enjoyed the second half more than the first half, um, quite frank, because I was I, I thought the first half was a little bit like confusing as to far as what, why, how could she see all of this? Why was this a thing really when it came to her and stuff like that? Why was it her specifically that was able to do all this? Um, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't really like Thomas and McKenzie's character all that much um, in the first half, but I thought the twist and what, what really brought me into the movie was actually all the twists and turns towards the end, all the things kind of ramping up. Um, I think I told you guys in like a little chat that I didn't like what they were doing with these like, there's these people and I just didn't like <laughs> what that was going on. I thought it was really cheesy and corny. But um, yeah, I think that was my, I think that, I think for me, um, I mostly enjoyed the second half more than the first. I mean, I always like set up set up when it comes to movies, but um, yeah, I just think I enjoyed the uh, second half a little bit better. Uh, as far as the movie goes, um, I yeah, I'm still kind of split on how I really feel. Uh, I've had a couple of days to think about it. I did see it twice, so I'm still kind of split on just if I really liked it, if I kind of liked it. Uh, you know, I, I thought. I, what I will, what I, what I will agree with you guys on, and I think everyone did great in the movie. Um, I loved the soundtrack. I loved the, uh, I loved the kind of score. I love Edgar Wright's directing. Uh, I always, I, I always get bummed when I watch his movies because I think how he had, he was so close to doing a Marvel movie um, and stuff like that. So I always the, the, the franchise that you maligned. <laughs> just think of how much more you probably oh my would god have loved Ant Man oh if Edgar Wright stayed on. Yeah, oh, and they they went with the most. They went with the most blandish choice to replace him and stuff. Ah. And uh, I, oh, Leo, please don't. I, like, oh, the first Larry, half, the <laughs> one and two are so enjoyable. Larry and, and like Larry, really like Hannah, they the all know how much I despise the Ant Man. That I second think. one is so much fun, like I so much fun. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> but yeah, as far as the movie goes, um, I'm actually a big like Baby Driver is actually one of my favorite movies um of that year just like one of my favorite movies of all time just because of how 
how I just love that movie. I think everything about it is just so well done. Um, I think he's so good at capturing time periods as, as well. Um, you feel you re- you really feel kind of engrossed in the 1960s when he does it in the movie. And um, yeah, I thought I thought the I, I just thought that was all great. It's just a, when it came to the story, I was just a little bit taken aback to um and larry and i at some point are to talk about the box office of the movie because the movie did not do all too well um and i kind of just i kind of just i kind of wrote it off as the fact that the trailers just come off a little bit confusing i know people i know people are gonna be like oh i understood it well i know you understood it but i'm talking about most general audiences when you put this trailer in front of like most general audiences it just looks very is it a comedy is it kind of like a dance la la land kind of thing is it horror what's what is it slasher what's really going on here because they kind of try to they try to dabble into a lot of that stuff and into the into one movie and that's where that's where someone like me would kind of call it a little bit messy because uh you're going from like a lighthearted kind of movie to a, a bit of a slasher with the knives and a little bit of like of a, a paranormal kind of horror movie to a mystery and that's where i would consider the movie a little bit kind of disjointed in a way um, it's funny you mentioned that and i hate to cut you off but go ahead yeah yeah somebody right next to me like when we were watching last night in Seoul, this was my second time watching it, and it was yeah. Friday, the, the day right after it came out. There's this lady that like kept laughing and nothing against it. Like I'm I'm happy she was having a good time, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you're not gonna be laughing in like the next hour. And That's what I, I yeah, think yeah. for me, that hmm. kind of that that kind of made you what's the word I'm looking for? That kind of gave you the expectation that it wouldn't lead to where it was going. And so it was like a pleasant surprise. For it to continue to ramp up like that in that way. And I think the second time around, it works so much better because you do know the twist. But then mm-hmm. you see the little breadcrumbs that led you up to that. And you're like, wow, they actually did set this up. It just kind of goes over your head if you don't really know the twist. But there are mm-hmm. like actual lines in the script that do speak to what's going to happen later on in the movie. So it almost feels like two watches to this thing is the ideal the ideal way to view this. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, I would agree because I did like it. The, I I wanted before we did the one of the main reasons why the review is coming um, on like today instead of uh, during the weekend is because I wanted to get a second watch in. Because um, I was like, I really want. I, I don't know. Like when I left Thursday, first of all, my ears were bleeding because that Dolby theater. I think I got to stop going to that Dolby theater near me. It's just I saw a dude in there, then I saw this movie, and I was like, Oh my god, this is too they loud. should put a vertical no, warning at the Dolby. <laughs> Um, I love Dolby theaters, but there's something about that one. It's like extra loud. And I'm like, uh, I ain't going in there no more. That's all I'm saying. Um, but so I wanted to see it again just because I was very unsure on how I felt. Like I, I liked all of the stuff. I like, I, like, I, I guess I would say I liked how everything wrapped up. I just didn't think the setup was just kind of, I don't think it was clear on what was going on. Like, does she have a power? Cause like it, it's not like she's just having dreams when she's coming back and when she's like waking up with like the marks on her. I'm like, so what is this? Is this, is this a possession? Is this not a possession? But then you kind of figured out what it is by the end. I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense. If the person was, I don't know. I just thought it was. I just thought all that stuff just could have been explained a little bit clearly. Well, um, and when that I kind of part of the good of it though. No, to not, not to just like straight up tell you like here's exactly what's going on. It kind of sets it up like a mystery. 
I'm not saying like okay, so like I'm not saying like okay, so like in my Eternals, in my Eternals review, I was saying that a lot of MCU movies do this thing where the story is sort of hand fisted to you, where here's what's going on, it's not too confusing. This guy wants the bad guy. That then I'm not saying for this movie to just go and do that and just explain everything. I just thought by the end, I don't, I didn't feel satisfied as to how everything kind of wrapped up as a whole. Um, I liked second the second half, but I just didn't buy the way the movie kind of it just it just wasn't really clear to me. Like okay, like for instance, yesterday I watched The Night House for the first time, and I think that movie at the end kind of wraps up everything in a whole of what was happening and how these instances was going on. This movie was like, it kind of ended as if like any other slasher movie where, where throughout the whole movie, you're kind of setting up the fact that it's some type of paranormal kind of afterlife thing that's going on with her, with Thomas and McKenzie's character and Anya Taylor joy and stuff. You know, I just didn't feel like that that was all explained too well. It's not like, here you go. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, eh, whatever. I'll be real with you. I did not like the last act of the Night House. Mm-mm. Oh my! <laughs> oh, Goodness I gracious, loved it. that right way too, <laughs> too much for me. I, I loved uh, it, uh, but <laughs> I watched it yesterday, Larry. I watched it last night, and I yes. was like, I like, I like this. I like the way it all. I just like the way it all wrapped up mm, too with that. So movie. good. It was so good, Leo. Uh, <laughs> but I really liked what Edgar Wright did. I mean, we've had this kind of uh, lesson before mm-hmm. kind of the the warning of misguided nostalgia um and how nostalgia oftentimes will disguise the darkness of that period um but i think it was really effective here i think he did a really good job especially i think that's why it unfolded pretty naturally to me um just starting off with this really positive energy toward the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And as we go on, the darkness just starts to come out and expose itself until it unravels into more of a (laughs) a horror-y, thriller-y type of ending. Maybe that's why people didn't like the end. uh, The third act is because it unravels into more of just a you know, horror rather than mm-hmm. this mystery that was, was plaguing us for the first two thirds of it. But I thought it, it felt pretty natural to me. And I, I do think it does mm-hmm. a great job of that nostalgia warning, if you will. That's a good point. Cause I feel like this movie, <clears throat> everything in this movie from Thomas and McKenzie's character to Anya's character to the whole sixties period, pe- like period, it plays up to the notion of, oh, it looks bright and sparkly and cool on the outside, but there's this deep, dark underbelly on the inside. And I think the story itself unfolds in that way. So I'm like you, Larry, I seen it going that way. Like you could kind of feel them chills and thrills starting to creep up. <laughs> and I thought it did a pretty good job of, especially one more one more view and getting to kind of get those little nuggets in there and hear even little pieces of the script where they were saying specific things like, hey, 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 this is this, is this and this is that. It really lent to that third act ramping things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think I um. I think the, the thing is with you, with as far as you guys were talking about the movie, I don't disagree. I just think there was just more things that I just found 
that I would have liked, I guess, kind of differently to how the story kind of kind of played out. Not so much played out, more so like how the story kind of went. Um, per and I do, se. I Go do understand what you were saying because that is mm-hmm. usually a big problem I have is I don't care what your movie's world is or what your movie's rules are as long as you stick by them so once you kind of establish powers or establish the rules of this universe that we're entering you have to make sure to stay by your own rules and so i i do understand i guess um as you were saying it 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 made more sense to me as to to the problem there uh because it it, i mean it's not explained thomas and mckenzie's character and what that clairvoyancy psychic dream thing she's able to do they build it a little bit with her mom yeah that's what i that's what i was gonna say yeah but they don't uh, i thought it was gonna be something like and your complaint there right i thought it was gonna be more like you know i thought it was gonna be we were gonna learn more about her kind of mother's past and her and how she's able to do this and to we'll get into uh the movie's been out for a few days so we'll get into spoilers um, you guys have any thoughts before we go into the, the spoilers of the movie? I just um, want to say that I didn't mind them not explaining what was going on. I kind of yeah. saw it as a mystery, so I was okay being left in the dark. Well, all right, let's get into the spoilers of the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I do recommend to go watch it. I think everyone will have something to enjoy uh, in the movie. The movie, who, the people who are calling it like horrible and this and that, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like a horrible movie i just think i was i just think i wanted a little bit more from it as a whole also, so definitely check it out in a, a theater this is one of those movies it doesn't agree to agreed. be seen in a theater but i think it definitely enhances your experience because of the, just the way edgar wright makes the film yeah. and that sound uh it, it, yeah. you'll you'll like it more watching it in a theater i bet that soundtrack is absolutely incredible playing around yeah. you when ellie's got her headphones in and the cool 60s tunes are playing around mm-hmm. around you you need to be in a theater for that yeah no i agree um okay let's get into spoilers uh spoiler section of the review everyone uh if you haven't seen the movie it's out i I definitely do recommend it larry and leo definitely recommend it as well so uh we're gonna get into spoilers in five four three two one you have been warned okay so (laughs) what what i was okay so my main my main thing because the big twist in the movie is diana rig is um what's her Anya Taylor Joy's character that okay I like that twist but I was so confused I was like okay so why was Thomason able to see all that stuff if the person is not really dead she's just downstairs so I think I just didn't understand that she was able to see her dead mother so she has some kind of clairvoyance well I so I think it's like yeah that's where I was confused I was like it I was like it would make more sense if Anya's dead if she's seen like a ghost or whatever like she sees her mom but she's downstairs so I was like so how can you remember she is quote unquote dead no, but that's that's her saying it. She's like that's that's that's, 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 that's <laughs> like me. You know, we all say things like that when we're all mad and stuff like that. Like I feel dead. I don't mean like oh like no, someone's gonna start seeing like my past. Sandy, and, Sandy was gone. She is I already guess. getting her letters delivered back as Alexandra. She's done with that life. That I Sandy guess, died. I, guess I felt it more as a a physical thing. So like she's in the room. And uh, the only problem with my theory now is yeah. that her mom shows up at the college. So, because, you know, at 
at her house, obviously, her mom is there with her because that mm-hmm. was her mom and her mom's house. And then she goes to this room and she's able to feel the the spirits of that room. One, that are literally in the floors and in the walls. <laughs> the dead bodies uh, <laughs> where Anya just stashed them in the house. Um, but... That's how I interpreted it, is is her ability, I guess. She just is in tune with the, the that spiritual realm, if you will. Um, yeah. So she her ability was able to kind of be heightened in a room that a lot of murders and a lot of death and a lot of spirits dwell in. And actually, yeah. thinking more of it as the spirits were calling out to her, because at the end, they end up asking her for help. They're like, help us. Um, so maybe it wasn't even Anya's character that she was feeling. It was those spirits that were like reaching to her, <laughs> asking her to free them. And yeah. then she's like, nah, bro. Uh, but <laughs> she's like, nah, I ain't helping y'all either. But <laughs> yeah, the only thing I just, I just, I just, if you're going to do this whole vision stuff i mean just just go that's just go full that's a raven with it and just say that <laughs> she has an ability or something or just 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 yeah. say your mother had this okay so like the woman but... who was who was her caretaker um in the beginning of the movie i would i just would have loved the scene where it's like hey i'm having these visions and she's like oh shit your mom had those so and so and so and so it's called Hufflepuff or whatever it is, and then God. that's See, I don't it. Or need something. all that. That's too much. Don't give it to that's, me. Like I, I think that's when you start confused. Listen, no. okay, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, right? I went Thursday. I went Dolby. I went at seven o'clock. Okay, seven o'clock on Thursday night is a very popular night because that's when all the previews are starting. I, I go into this theater. There's like three people there, right? So I'm actually oddly enough, I pick seats in the middle of the theater. You know, like I always do, and of course, somebody has to be like kind of close because they want the middle. They want the middle as well, so they're like two seats. But I'm like, dude, all this fucking space, and you put the seats next to me, whatever, dude. So it was like, it was like, a, it was, a, it was a couple, and this movie's going and it's going. And I'm quiet, and I'm listening to the girl talk to their guy, and she's like, "What? What? Like, I just think I, you can understand it, Leo, but like a lot of people are probably like, what is going on here? So it's like, I think that's just what, that's just what's happened when it, when it comes to, to like, when it comes to movies like this, it's like you, it, it, it almost feels like you don't want to go that route, but you kind of want to go that route, but you do, but you don't want to go that route. So you just kind of make it kind of up to the audience to figure out. And I think you got to do a little bit more than that sometimes. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I don't know. I, Again, it just plays into that mystery thriller aspect of the movie. It's not just a movie that's going to give you the correct answer, right? It never did that from the beginning, and I guess I just didn't expect it to do it by the end. And when I saw that, and when uh, Miss Alexandra, aka Sandy, said mm-hmm. that she had died in the room, for me, it just sounded like spiritually the Sandy that. Thomas and McKenzie's character was seeing was not who Sandy was at that point. And so for me, it did play to a whole her being able to see the dead because from the beginning of the movie, the first person we see her see is her mother. So Mm -hmm. I just figured from there, okay, she's just able to see the dead. She's able to see spirits. This is just something like that she exclusively can do because she sees Sandy at that age again at the end. 
I will say Last I'm so th- happy because I almost understood why people turned on it. Because I still, I mean, I guess I get it because it's tonally a bit different. It's just more dramatic in the mm-hmm. final act than the first two. So I guess that's why people don't like it. But yeah. I almost turned when those spirits started asking her for help, those men. I thought she Oof. was gonna. I thought we were gonna villainize Sandy for a minute and like uh, uber villainize her because we do kind of, but then she still stays in like. Well, there was world. something that you said too that you that I mean I, that I agree with you over um, the weekend was that you said there's no consequences and it's like legit. Yeah. She does yeah, the turn. She she stabs the black guy. Hello, and then she doesn't stay. She's like <laughs> she's like, hey, you can get out of here. I'm sorry and. uh this right. is I gotta she die here. I'm like, <laughs> her ass up the stairs. She was chasing her with that yeah, knife. I um, uh, that was dope when she at was at that like, point. Okay, so the, the other the other thing with me is that um, because like I said, I keep telling you, I like I like the I like I love me a good twist in a movie, and 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 during the movie, I thought I saw one thing coming, and then realized that. As things start playing out towards the end, and she's like sitting down with her, I'm like, oh shit, she's like a part of this or something like that, and she's gonna kill her. Um, but then I didn't realize she was gonna be uh, Sandy. Uh, I thought that was all great, right? Okay, so I kept saying this in the group chat, and you guys were like, well, why do you like it? Those ghouls, I fucking hated. I absolutely oh. hated the dudes. I maybe it was like I think Leo. Asked, was it was it was it the design? I was like, I think it it just looks really goofy. I just look like Slender Man. They, they, like, they just uh. looked really goofy. They weren't scary to me. Um, they just looked kind of silly. I just I I kind of giggled a few times they came up Ooh. when they started saying help like help me. I was like, ah, I was like, all right, let's get. That's when I just I started to turn on the movie hard when those people kept coming. They kept and and he kept like it was so many scenes with them chasing her but this is getting so old like can we can we do something here and then chasing her and the the stuff i also this is with me after watching the night house as well um i think this trope is getting old of the crazy person who's seeing things and nobody's believing them and all that stuff and then they turn out to be right at the end or whatever and this that i think i think we had like three movies like that the woman in the window this year this movie and uh, the night house. I think. I think that. I think the trope I mean, is getting. It's definitely played. a ghost movie trope. You know. Yeah. I, I feel like ghost movies. They always pull like that's <laughs> that is an old a genre. trope that has gone on and on and on in that genre. You know, like uh, oh, I'm seeing something. The Invisible Man kind of does this a little bit. It's just like I think that trope of that kind of storytelling is getting a little played. Then you have one person who likes them, is believes them. I think this film didn't. Okay, so it works. It would have worked okay, except they pushed Homegirl to a limit to where you're you're like, okay, like hold up. That's that's where I Mm -hmm. am with the no consequences. Like she literally almost stabs one of her fellow students in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst no the madness, homeboy, like she starts screaming, like basically rape, like get off, like get out to this guy that you know they were vibing or whatever. He like cuts himself on his glass and breaks his mirror, and Diana Rigg is like chasing him out, ready to kill his ass. And then <laughs> and next, the next day, next day, hey, he, can we talk? He even I said, talk what? To her I was like, <laughs> what is like, he doing? It was too much. So 
there's that's what i mean there's no consequences like she yeah. just and with all this distraction she's still able to get her collection together and get it out there and you know oh yes oh uh, i didn't uh that i okay so that's my last like, thing i know uh the ending with this she's all happy and she's this famous sport i was like ah whatever see this, that's why i'm like there were no <laughs> like she was doing a lot she was <laughs> running around here nobody else could see what she was seeing and uh-huh. she was doing a lot with it and there was no consequence for her <laughs> And then, and then five mean, minutes later, Ellie, here's all yeah. your stuff. Oh, and homeboy shit ditched her ass. Like, what was he doing? I would have never went back to that house. I'd have been like, girl, please. Like, right, I understand right. why them other women were bullying you because mm-hmm. you, I don't know what's going on with you, but we need to get you some help. He because... just really liked her. He was a friend, you know, he's trying to be a friend, trying to. Yeah. After that, I would have left too now. Yeah, I'm now come on way. now. See, there's, a, there's a difference between being a friend and like oh, risking your life. Um, yeah, he got, he got, he, he almost got killed. I did like the shot. He stopped I, her from stabbing the friend. I still came back. That's Hope what I'm still backtracking. Came back. <laughs> he stopped her. Not stabbed in the abdomen. Also, that girl back. was a little bit caricature-y. The bully yeah, girl. The bully girl. Yeah, the bully. That's yeah, I, I totally agree. Like nobody had, nobody's like this in the world ever. If like, she really, had started like, if know. they had kept her how she started, where she was trying to be fake nice and talking behind her back, maybe. Yeah. But then yeah. she goes into full on caricature bully. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the classroom, and, and I was like, okay, no, that's where I thought the movie got a little bit, a little bit. Corny. And why did you take that drink from her? Like, I was, I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't trust a damn thing from this woman. I'd have been like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I got my own drink, thanks, ma'am. Move to the side, like, <laughs> so I think my conclusion when it comes to this movie is that I don't dislike it, um, I don't hate it. I, it was actually. Somebody did a review of Dune, and he was just like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. And I think that's where I'm at with this movie. I, I don't love it. I wanted to really love this movie. Something about the vibe and the posters. Oh, my God. Downtown Boston has this, like, actual lit-up poster, like, neon bright poster of the movie, like a billboard. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. And I want to take it home so bad. Um, and it lights up an entire corner in, down, in like, the downtown theater. And um, the posters have been great. The art for the movie has been great. Just the vibe. I, I wanted to, I want this movie to be like Leo. I want it to be, like, right in my top five. I wanted it to be, I, I wanted it to be kind of weird, but not too, too weird, but but kind of fun and just kind of, like mysterious and stuff and to me i thought it, i thought it got too weird that's why i said hannah would fucking love this movie i know she would and so but i i um yeah i i just i i left the theater a little di- bit disappointed because i wanted a little bit more from the movie um but i don't think it was bad like i'll definitely buy it on 4k when it comes out mm-hmm. and stuff you know and um yeah i i i think it was uh, uh, overall i think the movie is good and i still do recommend it it's another um, one that's quite divisive. We're in a divisive yeah. time currently because there are a <laughs> yeah. lot of people I've seen that loved it. There, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. like four to five star type of four or four point mm-hmm. five reviews out there, but there's also just as many people who were like, "That was disappointing." The third mm-hmm. act yeah. killed the whole film. This was I like the third act. I don't know. Um, I like the third act, but yeah. So I've I've seen a lot of both takes. So yeah. it's it's an interesting one. It's an and people. I mean. I can't. Here's the other thing. This is something I do love that people bring up because 
you know, this, uh, like horror, uh, what's it called? The Gallo Gallo style of horror. The Italian yeah, yeah, horror. yeah, yeah. People are, they comment on these films about being style over substance. Um, and I don't agree when it comes to last night in Soho, but that's just me. Um, there's like, if you thought this was style over substance and yet you gave Suspiria 1977 five stars. So what are we doing? Like, yeah, I agree. Y'all. Uh, <laughs> nostalgia is a beach, uh, because y'all will be given older films a pass when, uh, we could easily label them as style over substance as well. But yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was at the very least just a really fun film to experience. Yeah, I would say that. I would, I would call it fun. I would call it fun too. Yeah, and um. It, it pretty much delivered exactly what I was hoping for going in. So I, I had a great time with it. Yeah. You know what I also think? I think I would have had a lot more fun if I saw it with, like, friends, too. Like, I think um, going into it by myself and just kind of studying it and studying and, like, listening to reactions kind of probably tankered my uh, my reaction to it. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I think I did. At the, I think overall, I think I, I, I liked it and stuff. So, um, okay, that is it for our review for Last Night in Soho. Once again, I definitely do recommend it still. Make a decision of your own. Um, you know, maybe you'll have a good time. Maybe you won't. Uh, I, I do recommend it. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of disappointed in this box office number. I mean, Larry and I last week, we definitely we had it at least like $10 million higher than what it made. So... I'm a little disappointed with that, but uh, we'll get into that. Probably. I mean, that's, yeah, we'll we'll that's get into it, it, it. It's it was it was absolutely especially with the Halloween weekend. Yeah, I was definitely, and I think that if you if if the movie was marketed more as a horror, it probably would have done a little better. But we'll we'll get into that um, when we do box office tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I'll go to you guys. Get any final thoughts? And yeah, I'll go to you, Leo. I absolutely love this movie. Look, this is probably number four or number three on my top five of 2021 so far list. It had and checked every box that I wanted it to check. I didn't watch any trailers. I watched the initial teaser and then I said, that's it. I don't want to know nothing else. I want to be for a mysterious ride. And that's exactly what I got. And I got some great acting along the way. Got a great soundtrack, great score. And just amazing cinematography and editing as well. So, I mean, top to bottom, I got exactly what I wanted out of this movie uh, and a little bit more, especially on that second watch. So I think I'm, oh man, I'm like really close to giving this a five out of five. Um, but I'm sitting at like a four and a half, sitting in between four and a half and four, four or I'm sorry, five out of five out of five, maybe like mm-hmm. a 4.75. Like I'm just like right on the cusp there and loving Loved this movie and everything it was. I mean, even just the color palette, those cool like eggshell blues and pinks from the 60s, like just everything about it was incredible, in my opinion. So, yeah, I would highly, highly recommend this movie. Maybe even two watches because that second watch, you might enjoy it just a little bit more kind of knowing things. So then you can breadcrumb yourself through it a little bit more. But I mean, all in all, great, fun mystery thriller that converts throughout the movie into something more horrifying so check it out all right larry any final thoughts from you 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to watch it again because I'm I just want to experience it once more. I think it will I think it'll entertain people. Uh, maybe it is a little yeah. bit confusing. I'm not sure, but um, it's certainly a star vehicle for Anya Taylor Joy and Thomas and McKenzie. They're both fantastic here, and get the proper just time to shine in this film. Also, I think the controversy around this film being sex negative is very strange. What does that even mean? I don't. I saw that. I was like, "What?" Very strange. Explain that to me, because I don't. What does that even mean? It's like that we're shaming sex workers. We're not being sex positive. Oh God! Can we just watch some shit and move on? Very strange to me. The film is making a statement about this particular. Thing that does mm-hmm. happen as much as we want to embrace sex work and we do embrace positive sex work and that's why we're all fully on board with sites like OnlyFans. Get them um, coins. I feel you. Get them there, coins. Ka-ching, there ka-ching. are also still and particularly throughout history there have been forced sex work that have happened yeah. and continue to happen and we can't completely erase that to... Uh, you know, become so sex positive that we're now yeah. embracing trafficking and pimping and stuff. No, no, no. So yeah. I just need to put that out there too. <laughs> I 100% agree. That's a great way to no. stamp the review. I 100% agree with you, Larry. But check it out. Give it a watch, especially if you like Edgar Wright's just general style. It's present mm-hmm. here. He has that signature style of editing and direction. And as we said, that soundtrack is fire it will have you ready to look up the the hits of the 60s mm-hmm. <laughs> once you leave that theater because this soundtrack is so good and anya's cover of downtown loved it so it's, it's i think it's hovering right around my top 10 it's like right in that vicinity what? of 10 for me i really enjoyed it <laughs> what what, what about like... you what shoot top five man yeah. Larry just likes to watch people. He likes to watch people die. That's it. Listen, That's all he D- likes. Dwayne's like maybe <laughs> top twenty-five. No, <laughs> no, I, I have it at like nineteen right okay, now. Top twenty, barely. Woo! Yeah, it's like nineteen. 19? <laughs> Listen, the way I was talking about it, you think it would be off like all of I my know, my list. Like, like nineteen is good, you know. I got Wrath of Man in front of it. I'm just joking. Um, well, I'm sure some people do. <laughs> Oh, boy. I thought Man was 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 under. I thought I thought it was a well surprise. So it was yeah. real good, better yeah, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, what you talking? Anyway, um, all right, guys, thank you guys for joining us for our review of last night in Soho. A uh, pretty good review, I would say. A lot of nice, interesting uh, thoughts on the movie. If you've seen it, uh, let us know what you thought about it. And that is it, everyone. Um, Larry, let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and Instagram and YouTube at ChiliBoyProductions. And Leo. You guys find me over on YouTube. Just search up Geekly Goods and it'll be the first result you'll see with the two Gs, the red and the gray up top. That's me. Come check me out. Let's talk some geek. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Uh, coming up this week, we have our Eternals review mm-hmm. and possibly box office from Larry, and I'm forcing him to do it. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. That was Leo. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.